Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. I nearly got the number of the podcast actually then confused with the name <laughs> of the show. I'm pretty sure this is the Sunny 16 podcast but but uh, my co-host will put me straight if I've got that wrong. Um, let's say hello to them. Rach, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> it would be a departure from form, wouldn't it? Suddenly we're the Sunny 18 podcast or something. I don't know. What number would you... It, uh, no. at, recording at night in the middle of winter in the UK we're probably about the sunny <laughs> ISO 6 podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah probably uh, yeah I'm good I'm good uh, it's really really lovely to um, all have all three of us here today um, it feels like it's been a long time actually since we've had the three of us here chatting chatting away together and obviously it's even weirder um, having you on this episode of Backing Paper with us. <gasps> Am I on the <laughs> wrong show? Am I on the wrong show? You've, you told me this was going to be Sunny 16. I know, we've tricked you, haven't we, Graham? Yeah, it's all been a great scheme. <laughs> it's a great scheme for Aiden <laughs> suffer these ignominities that Rachel has to go through every week with me as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, because we, we we messed Backing Paper um, because um, <laughs> I was a bit of a shell of myself uh, come the weekend. So, um, Our boy wonder is less wonderful weren't you? Yeah, I, I <laughs> you was I was well. boy blah, which nobody yeah. wants that at all. Um, so I thought, well, yes, it's great. It's an excuse for us to catch up anyway for Sunny 16 and wrap up backing paper as well. For all those people mm-hmm. who normally just dodge backing paper, yeah, good luck, you try <laughs> <laughs> swerve this one. I don't, I, I hope you're not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no escaping for you, Aid. But if you remember, we did used to do this all together, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, well, before Can before backing paper back. took it before yeah. backing paper <laughs> took its own path. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. we did. Yeah, yeah, this was a feature. This was our after the break feature every week, wasn't it? Seems like a long time ago now. How? What? What number is backing paper up to now? Fifty um, something. That's a good question. That is a good question. But everyone's like, and I should probably know this thing as I have to do. <laughs> I think it's seven. Isn't it seventy something? Uh, no, it's six, sixty. We've just done episode sixty. Yeah. So that's been going oh, okay. a while. Um, wow. Yes, yeah. For listeners who weren't listening back then, we used to basically do a show that was essentially the length of a normal Sunny Sixteen podcast. Then have a break and then do another bit of a show that was about the length yeah. of backing paper. It got a bit much, um, especially uh, for the guests. We need a killed aid. I got, think, it got too that. much for me. I used to fall asleep halfway through the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'd feel the air deflating out of you as we as we went, couldn't you, Aid? It did. It did get a bit that way, and it coincided. It coincided with a very busy period uh, uh, in my work as well. And so, uh, yes, I was. I was letting the side down. So it was. It was best that it was split off into being its own entity, (laughs) and it's thriving, which is great. Um, and and I'm glad to be. uh, I'm glad to have been tricked into recording backing paper this week. (laughs) Yes. We did it. <laughs> so, and what's the drill then better? for those for, the, for those of the pe- of our listeners that, like me, you don't listen to backing paper? <laughs> Shame on you. Shame what, on how, how does it work, Graham? Well, I mean, you know, normally we have a sort of just general chat. <laughs> normally, what happens is I look at the number of emails we've got, go, "Oh, this will be a short show this week," and then an hour later, we're like, "Well, how did that happen?" That's normally how that happens. <laughs> Um, so I mean the first thing this is because we don't very often get too much chance to just catch up with each other um, and I know you've been pretty proactive lately with what you've been up to on the creative front haven't you Aid so you know let's hear what you've been up to first because it's definitely more than what either Rachel or I have been mm-hmm. up to well I've, I've been working on our assignment is what I've been up to um, in a 
not a tangential kind of a way but in but but in a let's call it an indirect kind of a way so i have been doing some research uh particularly into street photography recently actually it's one of the things you know in my ongoing battle to to get out there and take more photos and 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 not just uh pretend i have photography as one of my hobbies <laughs> Uh, I, I've been getting into street photography in, uh, this year so far, this year, mm-hmm. 2020 so far. And uh, what else have I done? I've also um, got my little uh, Canon selfie die sub printer. And instead of that sitting you know, on a shelf in, in, in somebody else's part of the house in, in a, a bag and all in bits, um, it's now sitting right beside my desk. Uh, and all I have to do is plug it in and it's available for you. So I've actually been mm. doing some printing as well. Yeah. And uh, yes, it's digital printing. Um, uh, we'll call it research <laughs> for the yeah. zine. Uh, and, and I thought what I'd do is I'd print out some photos and just let them hang around and, and enjoy them and let you know, sort of you know, let me get used to them for a bit so that I could think about what might go well in the zine. Mm. Uh, I loved so. what... Um, Barnaby was saying, uh, Ian was saying, sorry, Ian Barnaby Nutt was saying about um, zines and to do that, to get things printed out and put them up and move them around and, and use it as a way of physically deciding what works best and then taking a few things out, maybe putting a few things back in. Uh, I think he mentioned some sort of um, sticky back plastic, was it? There was some kind of it, thing Actually, that he, I think that might yeah. have been me that I mentioned that, actually. I think that and was you the... Said, the uh, but you had the, some at work and you were like that's a great idea i'm going to steal some yeah so you know the um so that that was the uh that you can get rolls of of um uh, i don't know what the bit of polythene i guess of some sort okay. but mm-hmm. rolls of plastic that acts as a whiteboard and what happens is you just take them off the sheets and you, you uh, and you stick them on the wall except you don't stick them on the wall because of what they're made of it's all done with static electricity so that's you just bad. put them on the wall and they stay there and the great thing about uh, six by four prints just your average six by four print is that that will also it will also attach to that just by static so mm. you can actually just have a wall and you've got no blue tack to ruin your paintwork or anything like that you can have a wall that is temporarily a whiteboard and you can just put stuff on it and it stays there and you can move them around and, and all mm. sorts um, I haven't done that. I've got to get. Oh, okay. I think my role of that stuff is currently in the loft, so I need to go in the loft and find it, and then because there's a wall here in my in my recording studio, the Sunny mm-hmm. Sixteen Towers. Um, there's a wall I could use um, to do that, and it's right in front of my desk as well. Which not only do mm-hmm. I use for recording this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but I also when I'm working at home, I'm here. So this these photos are going to be on the wall in front of me all the time. At the moment, they're littered all over my desk. <laughs> They'll be in your eye line, won't they? Which is great because you'll just kind of get used to them and there might be some that you get too used to and you think, oh, yeah, it's it's not working. It's not making me think when I see it. Yeah. And that'd be interesting to see. So um, was it the other way around? Was it that you inspired Ian to go thieving at work then? Well, I think to be fa- <laughs> to be fair to Ian, um, most of the inspiration was delivered by him, not to yeah. him. <laughs> but I think I had one element of experience which he picked up on and said, oh, that might be a good idea. So I'm gonna try that out. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. give it a go. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing more about that because like you say, at the moment, if they're all scattered out on the desk, that can be a great way to start. But you can end up 
losing a few or they get you know the ones on top or the objects you were talking about the fact that you've got um so many gadgets sitting on your desk at the moment you can hardly see your desk so you can get a bit cluttered quite quickly can't i do if i look around what have i got i've got some backup hard drives a laptop an ipad (laughs) a a book called magnum streetwise which is an awesome book uh, which was released last year which is a compendium of magnum street photography uh, mm-hmm. which I'd recommend it to anybody. What else have I got? Uh, a Lego car, a picture of my beloved wife. Um, yeah, you know, just the usual desk stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so having the wall to be able to put your um, selfie print out photos onto is going to be a really good space, isn't it, to be able to do that? Yeah, yes. And despite all the static electricity involved, I'd say that as a process, it's fairly friction free. What I'm trying to do is just make it easy, right, to 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 just uh, you know, surface stuff. Right. So I can pull up off, you know, you know uh, out of my 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 archive or whatever you want to call it. Um, I can easily print. I can print from if, if I get an idea and I'm wandering around and I just want to look at stuff on my phone. I can get a picture up on my phone and print it directly to this printer, stick it on the wall. Um, or if I'm sat on my computer doing some proper sifting through photographs or whatever, I can do that. Um, it's it's all it all makes it very easy. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I'm. I, it, it's yes. So I so I've been researching. I've been out mm-hmm. taking some photographs. I will admit that the photographs I've been taking recently are digital photographs, not film <gasps> photographs. Shock. So I have I have to seek um, your your advice, you two. Actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, I'll come back to that in a minute. But I, I I've got some some photos and I've been printing them and I'm sifting through them and trying to get into the into the whole headspace of a zine. Um, I put together. I don't have um uh you know big professional desktop publishing software so i put together basically uh a keynote presentation uh the other day just to just to start sorting some ideas out and seeing how pictures might fit together um uh, i've got a concept for the photos um which uh is based uh actually on on a couple of things um uh, it's based on a new video streaming app uh, that was announced at CES a couple of weeks ago, which is called Quibi. Um, and uh, I've also it's also based on some inspiration I got from my Magnum Streetwise book. So I've got a concept of how I'd like to present the images. I've got some images. Um, mm. I've done some printing. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm doing stuff. And it's oh, fun. Oh, I'm yeah. really enjoying it. I haven't printed much for ages. I'm really enjoying mm. just being surrounded by photographs. Gosh. When you talk about um, the concept part of, of this, um, that's obviously not the genre because you're, you're, you're talking about street photography as the genre, presumably, or the theme or what have you. Um, so the concept, it, it, is it more about how you would, um, you know, sort of like what format these images are going to take. Are they all going to be like six by four landscape or is it going to be a, a combination of, you know, medium format and in square and in, is, sorry, I was just trying to work out um, what aspect of that planning part is, uh, is that you were talking about or thinking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, like I said, there's kind of two forms of inspiration, right? So, so uh, uh, one of the things is that um, there's a uh, there's a Magnum photographer called Christopher Anderson, 
Mm-hmm. I hope I've got their name right. <laughs> but it's a really big, heavy book. And I, if I, <laughs> I'll just destroy my desk <laughs> if I try and look it up right now. I think his name is Christopher Anderson. Um, and his style of street photography is um, he's he's very much into sort of detail uh, and less mm-hmm. about context. Um, and uh, so he's quite happy to, to 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 take shots, but then to crop in on the thing that he was trying to capture. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then on the other side of it, the, 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 so I was thinking about that. I was thinking, oh, yeah, that could be really quite interesting, actually, to have some some um, you know, street photography detail shots. But I don't mean static. I mean that whole sort of genre, that, that whole sort of type of street photography where it's about people and it's about movement and it's about mm-hmm. light. But but doing that in a in a sort of detailed way rather than a, a, a with all the context um and the second thing was this thing called quibi which you may or may not have heard of um Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. it is either the future of video streaming or it's a gimmick and nobody quite knows yet but um two uh it's a video streaming startup which is coming to market soon and the idea is is that they will only stream video to phones so it's a subscription thing like netflix or apple tv or amazon prime or, or whatever else um, and uh, but they were only streamed to phones. And the idea behind it is that if you hold your phone in landscape, um, you will get a you'll, you'll get the, 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 the normal 16 by nine video experience, mm-hmm. uh, which will give you some establishing shots and then some close ups and some mid shots, whatever, the, whatever the director and the editor have pulled together, basically. But then if you turn your your phone into portrait mode, as a lot of people do these days, it gives you a different angle on the video. Sometimes it's a detail. Sometimes it's an entirely other camera shot, you know, um, uh, and uh, it, but it's all held together as a single piece of work um and one of the ways they do that is by the the two video views have a single audio soundtrack so it is seamless you can switch the aspect of your of your phone and you get the different angle but it's still a simple uh, a single um piece of video um they they also do some odd things like they chop up the content into uh, to to five to ten minute slots so you can watch it on the bus or on you know, or mm. you know, or whatever but that uh, it was this idea of having two aspect ratios in the same image or in the same scene let's say because it's video um that really intrigued me so my concept is is based is based on those two things coming together the, the the magnum photographer and the new streaming service and what i'm trying to play with is to have a shot uh where i i print uh a two three five to one so cinematic ratio big widescreen ratio you love and that don't you that, I, I do that you, know, you know yeah. i do you know i do you know i do but that's that's my that that's sense. my landscape shot mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. and to have that and that provides context it still has the subject in it of course of my shot but it provides context mm-hmm. would you have that do you think across two pages you know i, like I have thought wide. about that and mm-hmm. i looked at i know that blurb do mm-hmm. what they call i think something like lay flat books like a or flat something lay. Like that. Yeah. Type, um, yeah. Uh, and then I looked at yeah. the price of those. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, and, mm, and then I moved on to another this. idea. Um, <laughs> but the, so 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 that would be I mean that would be great. Um, and I I this is where I struggle because the other part of this concept is to take some detail from those shots and and make a print that is 9 by 16. So broadly speaking, uh, a phone in portrait mode. Mm. 
Uh, and so if I, if you imagine I'm, I'm shooting with a camera that has a, a native three by two ratio. So I'm cropping top and bottom to get the two, three, five, but I can use the full height to do, uh, uh, to, to do the nine by 16. And so you'll see some stuff in the detail shots that you won't, that, that have been cropped out of the wide shot. Mm. Uh, and likewise, obviously you'll see a lot in the wide shot that's cropped out of the detailed shot. Um, and so what I've been doing is is taking one image and and cropping it in two different ways, but maybe mm. and and I'm trying to pick out details. And one of the images I think I did three detailed shots of just as a test, because mm. there were three different bits I thought might be interesting. Not all of them worked when I of the one them image mm-hmm. of the one image. Yeah, mm. um, mo- most of them have got. Uh, I, I've taken one or two detail crops out of the the bigger image. Um, and then I'm thinking, well, how do I present that? So, so then we've got the problem is that, that you know, um, how do you present those in a book? Which you jumped to straight away, Rach. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know. I haven't got the answer to this yet. Mm. Um, but the, uh, at the moment, I think I'm favouring having the, the printed book in landscape so okay. that you hold it and open it. And the, because I think I think I want to show the the, the landscape aspect first maybe not all the time but mm-hmm. but i think i think that feels more natural to me um what? although you could do it as a grand reveal couldn't you you could have mm. all the portrait one stuff and then do the big the the, the contextual stuff at the end um but, and then if we went oh it's going to be a square <laughs> if graham and i just throw a whole spanner in the works and we're like yeah we're gonna go with the squaresy <laughs> so we could totally do that and that would I, work I was, i'm only joking but yeah, yeah. that <laughs> would totally like, work yeah. but i kind of like the idea because it's part inspired by the phone i kind of like the idea of having readers turn the book so, so to have the the mm. have the effectively have the the portrait ones laid out on their side so you'd have to yeah. turn the book to 90 see it degree properly. yeah physically you would turn turn it mm. Yeah. So those are some ideas I'm playing with. I have no idea whether they match with any ideas you guys have got for our assignment or whether I'm just going way too deep into this and I should, you know, um, slap a few photos together and get it printed and get it done. Because, you know, there's no excuse for not shipping, is there? (laughs) (laughs) That much is exactly what I was going to do, Aid. It's it's bizarre. That was exactly... What was he called? Gnibchew? I can't remember what that... Uh, You know what? It's not even worth me remembering the name of that. What? (laughs) Ghibli, yeah, Ghibli. Quibi, Quibi. It's 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 short for quick bites because they slice the video up into chunks. So you you might watch a program, but it'll come out at you in three or four ten minute chunks or whatever. Got so. you. The thing that it put me in mind of when you were talking about the idea of sort of a big picture and then small details, and you know, obviously in this case it's just switching between two aspect ratios. Um, but I, I was thinking about how you're putting that on paper. It made me think a bit of um, sort of comic books in the way that you, know, you might have one yeah. big thing and then different panels you know, details and stuff oh, like that's that. that's a brilliant idea why didn't <laughs> i think of that that's, that's <laughs> also i like that a lot this is what it's happens when we get two days team. to recover from, from being yeah. up and get one good thought <laughs> yeah. no that's 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 a great thought i know exactly what you mean sometimes yeah in the layout of comics you know some some of them are uh, are awesome aren't they sometimes you get a whole double spread that sets the scene and other times you get a tight row of of small detailed stuff mm. Yeah, I like that idea. I could definitely do some damage with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying... You, uh, the, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Rach. No, no, it's fine. I was, I was just going to ask about text, but we can come on to that in a little bit. Um, what were you going to ask, Graham? Well, no, it's Aid mentioned earlier that there was something that he was going to... I can't remember his exact words, but I'm going to say seek our indulgence. <laughs> what was he wished to um, ask No, your guidance, your guidance. <laughs> um, I mean, I indulge you weekly, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
no more of that thanks yeah. um so so yeah here's here's the thing so i have um I, in thinking about the photos I wanted to use for our assignment, um, I mean, we originally started off and I thought, well, do you know what? And I've been encouraged for over two years now to do something with my Bhutan photos. Mm-hmm. And this seemed like it might be a good outlet for that. And I think it would. Uh, and they are undeniably photographs that I shot on film. And uh, so they would so they would definitely meet the, the Sunny 16 brief and they could be put into the zine and that would meet the assignment brief as well. Mm. Um, and and despite all of that, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit with the motivation to do mm. that. Where I am getting a lot of motivation at the moment is in street photography, but I am shooting that all entirely digitally at the moment. I mean, partly because of the time of year and I just need to be able to shoot fast. Mm. Um, partly because I'm scared to point big cameras in people's faces and having a little tiny silent digital point and shoot um, it, it is helping me a lot. I'll be honest, it's helping me a lot. Uh, if it was a, if it was a tiny digital, sorry, a tiny silent film camera that you know, was able to shoot in the dark, um, I'd be perfectly happy with that as well. But at, at the moment, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be, you know, taking my Bronica out and putting it six inches from somebody's face. <laughs> you should take a little Frank's leader out with you. You know, we did day to night, didn't we? You just stand it on a lamp post, or, on a lamp post, on a, on a letterbox, and <laughs> open the shutter for two seconds. There you go. That's your shot at night time done. <laughs> and that's very quiet. It, 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 yeah, so I, I I don't have one of those, but they, but but because, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that your point is invalid. Your point is completely valid. So the the thing that I was thinking of is well, I'm pretty sure that if I was to do a zine with digital photography in it, um, that would meet the brief of doing a zine. Although of course it's not really in the spirit of Sunny Sixteen, is it? But I you know, um, so so I guess that the 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 you know do do you guys feel that i should you you want to give me a bit of a kick in the butt and get me going on on some of my older film photography that would be really good in a zine or or am i or or is the zine the thing that takes priority and 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 the new stuff is is good to include in there or what i don't know anybody any opinions will be gratefully received and uh and maybe even taken on board (laughs) i think my personal thoughts on this are that um if the work that you are looking to include isn't inspiring and exciting you when you're doing it, there's no way it's going to inspire and excite and engage somebody else looking at it. Whereas if, you know, obviously the opposite is completely true as well. And um, I, I, I would hope that when people are appreciating zines and photo books and whatever, they're not appreciating them because of the medium they were shot on necessarily. I mean, you know, I guess for different people, there's different degrees to which is that's true. And I, I certainly think that there's um, an aspect of it where you, when you know what it was shot on, it gives you perhaps a greater appreciation for um, the skills that have to be used to do it oh yeah absolutely so for the craft definitely and yeah. and there, there is a lot of what we do that is craft isn't there so mm-hmm. yeah and it's great to be able to appreciate that as well as the output yeah absolutely but ultimately um a good picture is a good picture and a, and a good sequence of pictures is is that and i think if if that is what is inspiring you at the moment and is is exciting you about doing it then i think that should be the thing that you go with because I, I think it would be a shame to put something out which you had no passion Cross your for. joy yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's not squash aids joy yeah exactly <laughs> let's, not, let's not squash any of aids joys um because you know I, I, 
I mean, the, the pictures you took in Bhutan were lovely pictures, but they were quite a long time ago now. And um, if, yeah, if, if it's not, if you just put it out as an exercise and putting it out and going, well, there you go, I've done it, and I don't really care one way or the other, then I think it's a missed opportunity, um, you know, because it's... That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I, at the moment, I just mm. feel mostly, not not guilty, but feel that I'm letting the side down a lot and and you know we don't need to go over my mm. arguments for the last two years of why I haven't been such mm. shooting so much but you know I, I'm really making a big effort at the moment to get like push myself to do stuff and and it, it just happens to be digital so mm-hmm. I feel like partly I'm letting the side down if I if I if I look to put digital photos in it but this is the thing that I'm living at the moment so I I do have a couple of questions um sure. uh well one's more of a statement my my statement is that I'm probably not going to be creating new work generally for this. So it's going to be um, a case of working through uh, other thing, looking through other work that I've created and working out, um, you know, what makes sense to put in the zine. So um, that that's just the way that I was sort of looking at it, really, mm. uh, rather than also, also thinking, oh, we've got to go out and actually shoot something, the, the point of this assignment I felt was more about um, for, for better or worse, the, the difficulties of also looking through our work. And, yeah. you know, yeah, for me, that's a big yeah, part of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my, my question, which leads me onto my question, which is have you yet had chance to look back through maybe some of your work and your archives? Because I know that you have done a lot of street photography in the past, also on film, just, just to see if, you know, reflecting back on it with the enthusiasm that you have now for that genre and for what you're doing at the moment, and just to see whether you've kind of already um, scratched that itch with with film, and just see whether you know any of those original images are also worthy of putting into into the zine as well. That's a really good question, Rach. Really good question. I think I have an answer, but it might take me about 20 minutes because there's about four or five different ways I want to answer your question. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm glad it was a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good Good that we hit the record button, yeah. Um, so so that, where to start with that? Right, so, okay. So, first of all, yes, you're right. I have done a lot of uh, st- street photography in the past in the sense that i have a lot of photographs of streets and buildings Mm -hmm. in my head i think of that more as urban landscape and yes there are people in it um but the partly partly because i was afraid and partly because of just you know what i was trying to achieve at the time it, the the photos they, they the those older photos they do include people but they're more about how people interact with the environment and and the environment is is possibly the 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 thing that inspired the photo rather than mm-hmm. what the people were doing if that makes yeah. sense yeah um the difference between then and now right now is that i am deliberately pushing myself to do something that is far more about the people they happen to be in the street, mm-hmm. which is a good thing because it's often illegal to take photos of people on private so property. You might say it's more documentary then. Oh, that's is 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 it? Uh, um, that's an interesting one as well because so so far I haven't been out to to events as such, you know, to to take mm-hmm. photos of of people. So would I call it documentary? 
it what are the things that I'd have to think about what is causing me to to compose and, and shoot mm-hmm. which I think is a mixture of people like actually mm-hmm. what people are doing if there's mm-hmm. it, or, or if they look interesting or if they're doing something interesting mm-hmm. it's also a mixture of light because I'm always thinking about backgrounds and context and, and especially light mm-hmm. um do would I call it documentary I don't I don't think I would it's a really okay. interesting question and I, I don't think I would because I'm not uh, uh, it, other people might perceive it that way and of course you know a lot of what we do is in the eyes of of the beholder isn't it but actually in my mind I'm not doing it for the purpose of documentation I'm doing it to to capture something that I think is visually interesting so yeah Ooh, and documenting that's a good, that's it a good is one. a side product of a byproduct of that happening it, I, yeah I guess, it would be by accident rather than by yeah. design yes because I, I suppose with what you were saying before, like your your main focus in the past has been more on the the buildings. I suppose is what you're saying, like that, or the like backdrop of that has been the at the forefront. And now you're consciously pushing yourself to to be more focused on the people. So I, I would say, uh, you know, I was just sort of thinking about that concept and the terminology for it, perhaps being when there's people in the shots and they become a focus of of street life of things that are going on then it feels like that's documenting a moment and a interaction between people in the space or themselves or what have you as opposed to architectural which is you know and could be urban landscape for Mm. me like that is more based on like the buildings and uh and that sort of like infrastructure do you know what it's a really good challenge that you made there and i I have looked back at some of the older stuff not though at that stuff that you've been talking about there Mm. mostly i look back at the bhutan photos because that's where i started out you know trying to think about this assignment the the you know it what what could be interesting to explore it might only be interesting to me (laughs) but but it would be it could be interesting to explore the evolution of my uh, let, let's just call it urban photography, um, mm-hmm. and and how it might Your have evolved. Photographic practice, <laughs> yeah, but 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 specifically in an urban context, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and to say, okay, well, what did it? You know, at one point it was it was X, and then it moved to Y, and then it moved mm-hmm. to Z. Where where X is is old me with with a focus maybe on you know landscapes but just happened to be in a city setting mm-hmm. and and new me is trying to capture life and people and stuff like that which is which is very new me it it, mm. it is very new idea for me um because i've always been like i say i've always yeah. been a bit scared of that um, but then you also have things like your chain reaction project you know which were um uh, which were portraits of people out on photo walks. I know that you did some, you know, out on the streets. Yeah, some of them were. Yeah, definitely. In fact, most of them actually, I think, were out. Yes, um, just just not not uh, by coincidence, partly rather than by design. Some of it was by design, but mm. um, uh, yeah. There's the. Oh, nah, you got me thinking, right? You really got me thinking. <laughs> Which is a good, good thing, right? It's a good. It, it's interesting. I, I got. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll have a look and see if I can do something like that and blend the two. Maybe, maybe showing it as an evolution, or maybe some other theme that I can use to tie it together. Because I'd like. I mean, we're only talking about you know, half a dozen or, or, or a few more photos each, aren't we? So, mm-hmm. so I haven't, it, this is not an in-depth retrospective of the last ten years of my hobby. No, <laughs> yeah. but but it does raise um, sort of like. A, 
a point which I've just been thinking about, um, which is, is us putting together a Sunny 16 zine, um, is it about who are we as Sunny 16? Like our evolution during the time that we've been doing the podcast, you know? I, yeah, that's a really good question as well. I haven't thought about it at all. Graham, what do you think? <laughs> I think I've devolved rather than evolved over the last that's all right. three and a half years. <laughs> we can see the degradation happen a slow in our eyes. crumble <laughs> into whatever those tusks left. Um, Maybe yeah. we just read it backwards. Yeah, that, that, that might be a more uplifting experience. Um, with your stuff, because you tend to shoot a lot in the same places, I mean, is there any stuff where you've shot in the past on film these... Um, broader pictures where you're using the location and stuff like that and that's the main focus of the picture uh, where perhaps you've visited again in your recent phase and taken more of these detailed up close personal pictures of people um, you know is or have you just not happened to be in the same kind of locations for doing that because I mean that could be a way of tying in the two things um, and and getting the idea of broad and detail and different looks uh, it's, uh, uh, again, uh, uh, another good question. So I recall ooh, some some years ago, five years ago, maybe, maybe more now. Um, I remember that there was uh, I, I carved out for myself a, a, a photo walk day just for me. And I walked around lots of different areas of London and, and, and I took a whole bunch of different types of photos, including actually around Camden Market, which was very busy. Um, and so there are people in that. Um, so so uh, the have I been back to to some of those areas that I shot in before? Um, interestingly, not. I mean, you, you're right that, that I tend to go back to places because I've done a lot of shooting on my commuting. Mm. And of course, as a commuter, you, you tend to tread the same pathways. I mean, there, there are variations on a theme, but broadly speaking, you've got to get from A to B. Right? Um, and. Uh, there are some places I, I would like to go to uh, or go back to, I should say, uh, that with with this this new photographic objective in mind. I mean, it was one of the reasons I, I went, uh, I chose Soho as the location for our recent photo walk is because I have been there before with cameras and, and I know what it's like to, to shoot around there and um and so I, I haven't compared and contrasted um but but i have got some older stuff from that sort of neighborhood and there would be other areas as well that that would be the same um yeah you know, where i could go back with this new eye and and a new objective and and see what happens and all all, all good ideas uh, um uh, all of which i am now like wanting to to get, run out run out and pursue <laughs> we'll wait till we get back um, yeah we'll just be here that's really cool that's really cool Aid. um rach mm. i know that when we first started talking about this um <laughs> even before we like before we decided you know before we went on air talking about it like before you know months ago yeah yeah months ago at this point and um and we started talking about oh we can look back at our work i know you your <laughs> initial response was i don't have like a thing that I can instantly mm. point to, like I originally thought, oh, I could look at my return stuff, and I went, well, I've yeah. got my blurry pictures, yeah. uh, and you were concerned about the fact that you didn't have a 
specific. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you seem, when we spoke recently, you sound like you, you have at least an idea about where you're going now. So what, where are your thoughts on this at the moment? Maybe I was just drunk. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it was no. a weekday, so yeah, probably. <laughs> Maybe I was just, for whatever reason, um, unexpectedly enthusiastic and was like, yeah, I've got it all sorted in my mind. And now I'm thinking, when did I say this? I don't remember that conversation. Um, that's not true. I, I do I do vaguely remember going, oh, yeah, I think I've got an idea. Um, it was it was more because I'd obviously I wasn't unfortunately able to be on the show when you were talking to Ian, uh, Ian Barnaby Nutt. Uh, but I really loved the show. It was fantastic conversation um, with him. Uh, he's a very very talented chap, and um, I really admire all the all the work that he's done in like getting zines out there and all the support he's given to so many people to like inspire them to get there as well. Um, so I really enjoyed listening to that anyway. And as part of the conversation, um, I realised because yes, as you say, Graham, this was one of my big concerns is the fact that. Um, although I do um, projects, they're, they're for a client, you know, for a very specific uh, purpose and um, whether that's a wedding or a particular educational project or what have you, and it's not like I've um, really got a, a body of work that is cohesive and, and sort of like a, a sort of coherent theme across um, things, you know, like a personal project, shall we say, mm. that, that I've done. Um, that would that would be kind of right for this. So, so I was struggling with that. But what Ian was saying is that that you can always use something like a theme instead. You know, just sort of like an idea, like a seed of an idea, and kind of base it around that. And over the last few months, um, I've realised that um, the uh, the fern. Right, so the the leaves mm. themselves, the plant themselves, have become something of a a theme for me. Like just organically, it's just the way that it is sort of happened. Um, but they seem to crop up in a lot of my work. Now, obviously, a big part of that is because because of uh, Anna Atkins and the cyanotype work that I've done in the past and and still do, um, because they were a huge part of the work that she created. It was it was um, it was obviously very big in Victoriana, sort of like. Um, uh, look and mood and what have you but just in general I find them to be a lovely a lovely plant and they've just kind of become a bit of a yeah I guess a theme or a sort of um, symbol for me um, when we did our self uh, self-portrait I had myself in front of a big bank of ferns uh, up in the uh, in the Lake District, and that's obviously a very special place. And I talked about that at the time, and I just realised actually I always seem to be drawn to taking images of those, or they crop up in some way in my work. So I thought maybe that's that's what I'll do with this, mm. rather than it being like a cohesive entire project. And I take six images out of that. I look back at um, work, and I've sort of like realised there's a bit of a pattern. And that maybe some of those images that I've taken that include that sort of symbol or, you know, uh, the fern itself in whatever way, maybe that becomes my contribution to this. I think that's great. I really like that idea. Do you think you'll include cyanotypes within that? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It would It would seem, it would Weird. seem, <laughs> yeah, odd not to, because that was a, a big um, turning point in what I've started creating, I think you know, and, and the sort of like trajectory that I've ended up on as well. Yeah. That sounds great, Rach. Thank you. 
It's always nice um, when you find the direction is they go, oh, oh, okay, I think yeah. I think this is no longer an insurmountable <laughs> problem. Yeah, well, it's just, you know, I was sort of thinking, oh, flipping heck, you know, I, my, my, um, my filing system is not the best, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how am I ever going to find any of these images? So that is my main challenge, I have to say. I think Do you know what, Rach? Be- I totally oh, with you on that because oh. all, all my catalogues are quite well um, labelled for the people because yeah. you know, having spent years <laughs> taking photographs of people. Um, but tell, you know, have, I ever, have I ever used urban landscape as a keyword? No, no, never. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, and, and, and I have to say, is, is looking at it, something like this, it's not like I can go, oh, well, that's my folder on this, you know, <laughs> where, you know, if it was a particular project, I'd just go, oh, yes, that was um, when I shot the per- that person's cakes or whatever, you know what I mean? It's, it, or it, that's that person's wedding or what have you. Obviously, I do that for those kinds of work, but for something like this, because it's been a running theme over several years, <laughs> trying to track down those images is going to be is going to be a big challenge. Well, really. Just just a quick thought, right? Because yeah. some some of the um, some of the software that we all use to catalogue our images these days is really mm. clever. Um, I, I don't know what software you use for yours, but have you just tried searching on the word fern or leaf or plant? I haven't. No, I use Lightroom, but uh, no, so, I haven't. I haven't uh, okay, so I, I mean, I, I haven't used Lightroom in some while, so I'm, I'm, I'm not well up on how good mm. the search algorithms are in Lightroom, but, but j- just try doing a search. Mm. Um, I know if you, you know, so, some of them, and and you know, I think some of the um, consumer grade stuff is, is maybe a little bit more advanced in this. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it might be what you never know what your surface. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can pick up my phone and on my phone I can search on chair. Right. And it'll go all (laughs) through my old photos and find photos that include chairs. It's amazing, isn't it? It It's it's brilliant. It it is brilliant. It it fascinates me all the time. I think everybody should just pick a a semi-random word and just put it into their phone photo search (laughs) and see what they come up with. Because you'll get you'll be pleasantly surprised. I can guarantee it. I guarantee it'll make you smile. It depends on what you're searching for. (laughs) As to whether you'll be pleasantly surprised or just surprised, but yes, I, well, I take okay. your point. Okay, yeah, yeah. search, search something nice, something that will yes. make you smile. Don't search something nice, that will upset right? you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I think that's um, I, well. There's there's no harm in me trying that, is there? Absolutely. And if all else fails, I guess you'll just find me um, buried under ring binders of negatives for the next year, <laughs> uh, and we'll see how I get on. I will. I will absolutely do my best. So I know. I know we're at least one image that i took is because it's sitting on my desk now still rolled up as a roll of negatives that hasn't made it to the scanner but it'll get there <laughs> that's a very rachel thing to do yes i'm so impressed it's, it's a roll of developed negatives right exactly well it's because i sent it to the lab that's why <laughs> <laughs> um i wasn't gonna leave i wasn't gonna fall for that um the box of 36 i don't know how many i've got left in there now i dread to think anyway um i won't digress uh yeah so i know at least i know i have at least one image of fern of of a fern that i took uh, and i know where it is so that's a good start um and actually the exhibition that i did um the women in science and creativity um at uh, the hornby library in liverpool that's just sort of finished so they sent me an email saying oh um we've got the 
the stuff from the ex- your work from the exhibition and, and what have you um could you come and collect it so that also gives me that'll give me um images of ferns hooray that i've taken that i've uh, created so um woo <laughs> so my cyanotypes i'm going to go and collect those uh in the next week or so um so at least i'll have two so there we go i'm working my way there slowly but surely cool that's awesome rach i'm i'm I'm, well, I'm just glad you found knowing how Something. concerned yeah. you were about it in the first place i, th- I think that's gonna be great and i think it's nice to do something that is well as i was saying with aid earlier it's nice to do something that's meaningful to you it's nice to do that yeah. actually it's not it's not just a case of oh here are some pictures because i have to put some pictures out there it's like, yeah no these oh, these it- are here for a reason yeah, they'll be there for, like you say, because they're meaningful to me and because it's for a particular reason. And like I say, it's because it feels like it's become this sort of theme for me um, and something that I find comforting and what have you. Um, it's not to say by any stretch that this is my best work. No. <laughs> it's just to say these are images that mean something to me and it, it it's kind of like the penny dropped for me that this is okay to use those kind of images for it to still feel um, cohesive in some way, you know, for it to still feel like a theme. Um, and actually, one of the very, very first images I ever took on film, um, sorry, not ever took on film, but since coming back to film, um, was on a disposable camera, and that was also of a fern. So I think it seems appropriate, really. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent think. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. I- this is probably a good thing because um, I've mentioned to you guys before, but we actually, are, as we sometimes do, we got some zines sent into us uh, this week. Well, I say us, I mean me. <laughs> uh, uh, and You're our postal holding expert. Yeah, well, I'm the person who just goes, me, you send it to me. Um, just, 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 just a quick process check, if I may, Mr. Chairman. Uh, mm-hmm. Are we skirting? Are we skirting around your update? <laughs> I, I know not of what you mean. I, I suppose the long and short of my update is that um, is that we've had some zines delivered. <laughs> is that we've had some zines delivered. Other people now, have done this. <laughs> yeah, where I'm at with it is that I, I want to get. Um, I want to again take Ian's advice and get a load of prints I don't have a printer at home for printing um, so I'm going to make use of one of these cheap services that you know, maybe does so many free prints for the first time um, and get a load printed off so I've got them to look at but also and I wanted to ask you both about this um, I want to get an outside pair once I've kind of got a rough idea of where I think I'm going with it get an outside pair of eyes to look at it with me um mm. and, and you know get their thoughts on well you know th- which pictures they think work <laughs> and so that's kind of yeah and and also i want to think about um the, the presentation side of things as well um and i think that that's all wrapped in together so um yeah that's where i'm at <laughs> no nowhere much deep or thoughtful at the moment um but yeah i may be reaching out to some people to ask for advice uh, uh, in the near future do you do you guys with what you're doing because this is one of the things that comes down to um whether you want it to be something that is solely your thought process gone into it or whether you want to take in other views do you think you would be interested in speaking to other people and saying look these are the images that i'm looking at what what do you think about how, which ones i'm using and about how i'm going to put them together will you seek any um outside thoughts on that um for me i think i have a very limited number of options that i can possibly use i i, I will be struggling to kind of mm. like bring bring these together but like i say because it's not 
a full project or what have you that I'm starting with. I'm not starting with like 50 images or 100 images or anything. I'll be starting with maybe 10 Mm. (laughs) if if I'm lucky um, to narrow it down to six. So I don't know that there'll be room enough for me to yeah it'll be basically be like these are the images i have these will be the ones that are going to go in i think um, See, I, but in terms of how to actually display them yeah I, I i yeah it would be interesting to find out what's going to be the best way to make them just look really lovely you know like to mm. from the graphic side of things i suppose the graphic design side of things and the formatting and all of that that's probably something i would i would ask for help with yeah. Also, I wonder awesome. whether if you had to, if you had somebody else looking at your, your pictures that they might even see things where they might see a link with the work that you're doing to other pictures that you might not go that you might not see and they go well, actually I think this picture could work with it even though it's not you know obviously mm. part of the thing but I don't know um, this is the, the beauty of getting people <laughs> who are not uh, quite as attached to everything because the people who have made the pictures are but um, what about you Aid? I think I'd definitely be up for that. I haven't organised anything yet. The The way I've addressed it personally so far is to print more than what I think is the strongest half dozen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, to, uh, and to live with them a little bit because some of them are growers, aren't they? And some of them, mm. when you see them printed out together, you realise that actually I really like that photo as an individual photo, but it doesn't fit with the set. It, it, it detracts from it rather than adding to it. I've, I've had that as an experience. So my, my intent will be to, to, if you like, create a long list and, and, and create some, re, you know, some quick prints to, to, to live with the images a bit um, uh, and see what happens there. But it, I, I, I definitely be up for, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, other people's views and an editorial view if you like of of the the long list of stuff i'm not going to go crazy with the long list i'm not going to like choose 30 images to get down to six or something i'll I, i'll i'll do the first round of culling myself but yeah definitely be up for having somebody else look at stuff i think it'd be particularly useful if you can find somebody whose work whether they it's online work or if they produce scenes that you like and, and is similar to what you're doing because that's the one thing i'm trying to think okay who could i bother to look at my pictures to do this um because you know it's it's difficult when you present people with a load of blurry pictures and go well which of these do you think are the best ones to use because quite a lot of right thinking people will go um uh no none where are the ones that aren't blurry do you Um, know that is completely that's right i I was about to swear then that's a load of rubbish graham absolute load of rubbish but you know no 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 because because that's that's absolutely not the case right if you go through your uh your instagram feed from when you were sharing this work and look at the comments from people and look at the ones that have gotten most likes, I suppose, or that people have been most sort of moved to talk about or to to uh, ask you questions about. Perhaps those are your starting team, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that's that's a very fair point. And I, there wasn't, I wasn't mean to be um, self-pitying, but, um, you know, we, we know people. Like, mm-hmm. let, 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 let's take an example. If I was to put my picture in front of Jeremy and say, can you help me sort out which ones do you think would be the best? He doesn't like that sort of photography. That just doesn't appeal to okay. him, which is mm-hmm. absolutely fine. So yeah. he, um, and I'm trying to think who... who Perhaps who, not him then. Not Jeremy, no. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll send him a coffee, obviously, once he's done, um, for him to use to start his fire. Um, but I'm just trying to think who's... Because it is that thing of like, um, trying to find somebody who... 
I don't know, maybe not similar. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> listeners, reach out to me if you have feelings on this. Um, but yeah. Uh, reach out to Graham if I you think want to see more of his blurry photos. I think it should be a constructive <laughs> partnership. Yes, so, absolutely. So I think, I, think I, I understand, I think, at some level, what you're trying to say is that you need to, you know, but I, I think the answer to it is that you need, it needs to be the right person. Yeah. You know, so somebody who may be, uh, somebody who you maybe feel understands what you were trying to achieve mm. um uh, and can and can see stuff in it but somebody who also is not afraid to uh you know to to tell you the strengths and the weaknesses of the work yeah yes yeah. a portfolio review if you will yeah um, exactly something like that or i mean this is why it can be it can take a long time to get to the, uh, the right mentor you know to find the right yeah. mentor for you for for what you um, the way that you think and what you need and where you need pushing or where you, you actually need some confidence building, you know, that kind of thing. So it can take mm. some time to do that. But yeah, absolutely right. Um, it, it's got to be the right kind of person. It's got to be the right environment to do that, definitely. Yeah. I would well, say yes. probably don't just put it out on Twitter without any <laughs> <laughs> context or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, getting back to <laughs> thank you for your thank you for update. I'm glad, I'm glad I spotted the gap in the process. There, <laughs> I really thought I could seamlessly sneak that by. Um, so, so these these zines that Ed has sent in, um, these are lovely. So Ed has a real passion for Italy, and uh, visit, I don't know if he's got family out there, um, but he certainly visits frequently. Um, mm. And so I think all three of these zines are all from his travels out there. They're um, Lovely. They're very simple zines, and this is one of the things that I find fascinating. Zines, as I've mentioned before, is you know this they can be um, whatever they are. So um, actually, I'll just read. This is uh, this is the first one um, because there's a part due and part tray, which he very kindly in the note he included explained to me meant part two and part three. I think <laughs> thanks, Ed. <laughs> I realise I may come across as a complete village idiot at times, but um, but anyway, in the, the so in the first one it says. These images were taken across a few weeks in November of 2017. Uh, my girlfriend had gone on a holiday with her friends, and rather than hang around the house for a month, I decided to take a trip of my own. I'd been learning Italian at the time, not that I was any good at it, so Italy was a natural choice. I took a 35mm and medium format camera with me and made a large amount of images, many of them terrible. What you hear, see here was shot on a mixture of Kodak Ektar 100 and Kodak Portra 400 using a Yashica DTLR. It's now two years since I made that first trip and two years since I first put together this scene. Since then I have made further trips to Italy, created further scenes and shown a lot of my images to the world. Little did I know that during November, what this would become, un hmm, un giro d'Italia. Is it G? Is that pronounced as a G or an H? Or <laughs> un giro d'Italia. Anyway, listen, don't at me. Um, has become a long-term project that has taken over my creative life and come to define my photographic style. Uh, it says, I hope you enjoy these images as much as I did, both making and revisiting them in order to make this second edition. Also, I am still really bad at Italian, uh, from uh, the 6 million <laughs> P-man. So um, that sets up what all three of these zines are, you know, these lovely photos when Ed's been out there travelling. Um, I, I really, uh, because these are all square format images, because they were shot on the TLR, 
and with a limited range of films um dave it makes for a very elegant it's it almost is like being in a gallery and looking at pictures because the the um zine itself is um sort of normal rectangular zine size <laughs> you know that size guys um and so you've just got these lovely be- really beautiful pictures of um it's, it's sort of scenery primarily uh um in towns and local villages and paths parkways um it's just really nice. It's, it's it's very elegant. It's what Ed has clearly been out there and enjoying, and I think they they give a real feel uh, of his travels. Um, and I and I just love that that you've got this exploration uh, over and over again, just repeated, and you're seeing different parts. The, the pictures are so <laughs> because it's just on a white background. These nice square images. It's quite. Um, it shows off the pictures really, really effectively. Um, and you know, there's not there's not a story. There's not, uh, you know, as Barnaby was talking about um, the you know, kind of the going through like that. It, it they are just pictures, but it does it does feel like wandering through a gallery looking at pictures on the theme. So really lovely, um, and I look forward to sharing these with both of you guys when I next see you, which mm-hmm. isn't that far away now. Um, really lovely work uh, on all those, and um, yeah, I'm quite envious that Ed is clear. I, I I really admire the fact that not only did he um, take out the time to go and do this trip but he then made full use of it to take photographs take beautiful pictures and then do something with them that's mm-hmm. that's all three things nailed there there's a lesson in there for somewhere isn't there yeah there <laughs> really is there really is i mean you oh. got two of those things done on your Bhutan trip right? you you yeah. went out you yes, did it yes. you took amazing pictures the end <laughs> do i think regardless of whether they end up in in this zine do you think they are something that are you more likely now, do you think, to put them into a zine at some point? Or do you think that's just not the final resting place for your Bhutan photos? <laughs> um, I, I, I'm finding that as I, as I push myself more to think about these things, that actually I do need a gap between making the photographs and going back to them. <clears throat> I'm not I, I, even, you know, if, when I've been out and taken a few shots mm. on my phone or on a or on a digital camera, you know, I don't take them off the camera and immediately anymore. Mm. I let them sit there for a few days and then eventually I'll load them onto a device of some sort and then eventually I'll have a look at them. Uh, and, and I find that the, the distance gives me a little bit. Uh, uh, more motivation to sort it out i think the the bhutan ones i think uh, i know that the, the the thing i feel like i'm missing is that there's there's a wall in my house which has some travel photography on it um and uh the, the vast majority of that in fact i think all of it now actually is is film photography so it's, there's, mm. so there's a bit uh, there's and uh, i really feel that there's a that there's a missed opportunity there to use graham's phrase which is that i haven't printed out any of the the bhutan photos yet and included them there mm-hmm. do do i feel that they are zine material i i i don't know right and and i don't know if anybody else feels like this but but sometimes the sometimes the experience you went through to get those images is not something i feel that i can or even want to share now, I mean, at one level, that's ridiculous because it was a group tour, right? So, you know, um, yeah, there, but it was your individual experience there. of a group tour. Yeah, right. and and, and do I think when I look at those photos now, do I what what do, do I feel that I I want to share them? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and 
I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think that I do. And part. Mm. I, and and I, th- this could be for a whole range of completely internally inconsistent reasons. And I could be just disappearing up my own what's it. But you know, part of it feels that. Part of me feels that. You know, they, they were about. They were about a personal experience, or they remind me of a personal experience, and and that then wouldn't mean anyway obviously anything close to the same to anybody else who, who wasn't mm. part of that experience yeah and and part of me thinks well that means that I probably wouldn't be easily able to get across to other people what I'm trying to say not sure. that you know not that I was actually sort of you know treating it as a fine art thing I was treating I, I was being a, a photography tourist but it's but and then part of me thinks I should just stop worrying about all that stuff and just stick them out <laughs> there. But but do you know what? Uh, deep down in my heart, I I think very little of my photography is made for other people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My my yeah. My photography is is mostly made for me. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. And and there's there's no there's no need for it to be shared. It's only if it feels that that's the right thing for you to do so exactly and 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 i think that's why i'm that's why i'm feeling a bit more motivation for sharing fresh stuff because i've been out there with with the end game in mind yeah right and and you know so so what was the purpose of taking some of those shots actually there was a big purpose of those shots which is about was which was about me which was about forcing myself to go into places where i'm uncomfortable and do things that i'm not comfortable with Mm. and get and learn to get comfortable with them but another part of it was well actually the, the the you know maybe I always had in the back of my mind that that was a destination. You know, the zine thing was a destination for these images and it feels more natural and comfortable yeah. to do that. I don't know. It's that's that's all just bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen on, on that fine, fine note. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's probably time we uh, addressed the important issue of emails um, because, you know, oh, as, yes. as I mentioned at the beginning, this is, yeah, technically this is backing paper as well as Sunny 16. And we've got emails. You know we've got emails. <laughs> One hour we've got emails. Not too many. Yeah, you might be relieved to hear. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so this first, I'll take this first one because it's the shortest okay. one. Um, this is from Jonathan who wrote in to say, you say, because we talked about Flickr recently on the show, you say Flickr has put up their prices, which they have, but only to £55.88 per year. With all the community features and the new owners taking it forward and the fact that it is completely photographer-based, worth every penny. Cheers, guys. I said that's from Jonathan. Thank you very much, Jonathan. So, Aid, I know you were quite excited to see this one. So your thoughts on this whole Flickr thing at the moment? Yeah, well, this is quite um, uh, this is newsworthy for me because I got an email this week from Flickr saying they just charged me fifty bucks. Um, <laughs> Surprise! And, yeah, well, I, yeah, I guess it must happen every year around this time. But um, so, so th- this is this is interesting. It's it's a real dilemma because I mean we've got some stuff, family stuff. It's, it's not public stuff. Um, but there's a lot of the the preschool years of our children's daily lives that is wrapped up in a Flickr account, and uh, and the thing that Flickr adds is the narrative, because whenever you post a picture to Flickr, you add a little something, a little narrative of some kind, and uh, and and that's really valuable. And going back to it, which which we do, um, uh, is is really good fun. Um, and I, for that, I don't mind paying, although, to be honest, it is a bit of an archive these days. It's a legacy app. Right? It's not it's not something we use really anymore. 
Um, and so part of me really wants to pay because I want to keep it alive. And then part of me is really worried that they're going to go under anyway because um, because Flickr was just too big for a company the size of SmugMug to to wrestle into profitability. Um, and part, so part of me is thinking I'm glad to pay. Part of me is thinking I probably should cancel. And, and another part of me is thinking I should harvest and 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 keep that safe elsewhere um because we would have you know 90 percent of the photos we would have but a lot of them are just spur of the moment snapshot of the kids on the swings in the park you know or taken on a phone and 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 uh, and with a little bit of a narrative and sometimes those are the best ones aren't they the really mundane stuff yeah yeah I'm... so i'm t- i'm torn i really i really want them to be successful um but I don't know. See, I've never really used Flickr. Well, I say never really. I've never used Flickr, (laughs) is what I should say. Um, But you see, actually, in a way, if I had, this whole um, zine project would be so much easier for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'd know exactly where all my stuff is. (laughs) So, you know, maybe that's a a tale for the positive, in the positive jar. Um, Yeah, it works out like £4.60 or something a month, I think. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if everybody pays the same prices. I'm reasonably sure that my bill was for fifty US dollars, okay. which in theory is less than fifty five quid. But um, you know, who knows? Yeah. The exchange rates go nuts occasionally, don't yeah. they? But uh, I don't. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Um, I, ju- I just don't know. I'd, l- I'd love it to be successful. Flickr is awesome. I mean, just the way they present photos, the way they handle your photos mm. is brilliant. It's way better for things like that than than any social media. Um, but I don't think I'd call Flickr social media because it's... It's um, your archive rather than social media. Suppose, it is. And, and, the, you, way, and the way... But people the, use it differently, don't they, I suppose? People do. And there are groups and there are chats and things like that. But they, they resemble, in my mind, they resemble more the old forum structure that you'd get mm-hmm. on, the, on the web rather than a, um, a, a current, a contemporary um, social media platform. And the chat is a bit split from mm-hmm. the... Uh, you know, from from the images, mm. uh, in, in a way that in twenty twenty is actually quite clunky, um, and and I think that provide that I think that significantly adds to the friction about building a uh, a really active community around it. But hey, maybe that's just me. I don't know. But mm. uh, um, it's yeah. it, I think it has the opportunity to be Instagram done properly, mm. but but the vast majority of people in the world don't care about properly, do they? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, as you said, it is, it is, um, and it's, I think, better now than it ever has been, a fantastic place to um, show off your photos, to have them there, to be able to organise them, have albums, um, and to, to see other people's work. I think it's beautifully presented now. Um, so in that sense, it's fantastic. And you have got that community side on top of that if you want to engage with that as well. I mean, you know, we've we've got a Sunny 16 group there, which we got started, and then... Um, you know, we oh yeah, I haven't looked at that for ages. I'm um, going to look at that now. There's, cool. there's eight and a half thousand images in there. You know, that's a lot, um, Is and really? it's a great place wow. to go and see a lot of really stunning analog photography. Um, but it, I, I think the the reason that I don't actively use it is because it doesn't fit into 
any particular workflow thing. So I um, I have a smug mug account and have done for years. So I tend to dump if I need to dump stuff somewhere, I'll probably just dump it on there um, and then put it down. But of course, with smug mug, that's not a social. There's you know people are not necessarily going to see that unless they particularly go to your smug mug site to look at your thing. Um, and I think Flickr does it, it does have something there, but the re- where it falls down for me is it's another thing to manage and i don't have the time to do that i like okay flick instagram uh is okay for the minimal amount of sharing that i do but anybody who likes and enjoys Flickr, i can completely see why you know i'm, I'm just looking now like oh yeah my pictures are on here it looks nice i remember taking these this is great i can scroll through these this is you know uh, but but i haven't posted anything on there since uh what was the last picture i shared on there that was um uh, that was two years ago, uh, bar a week. <laughs> so um, it's been a little while. January 31st, 2018 was the last time I shared a picture on Flickr. So that's a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, you know, you only have so much time to deal with these things. Um, mm. Okay, <laughs> let's see. What's the next email we've got? Next, Do you want to take okay. this next one, Rach, from Mr. Mike Gutterman? Sure. Okay, so Mike has written in to say, Hello, Sunbeams. I just wanted to drop an email about how honoured I was to not only win the Shoot Film Be Nice Award, but also for the Podcast Award for Negative Positives. I give the Sunny 16 podcast a lot of credit for helping me get my podcast off the ground. My appearance on Sunny 16 early on, despite my terrible audio for that episode, really helped me gain some listeners to my podcast. And for that, I'm forever grateful. So I'd just like to thank you guys for supporting my endeavours in podcasting early on and thank everyone who, that voted for me and my podcast in the most prestigious awards in the film podcast industry. Um, the Sunny 16 podcast was the first one to um, uh, support my podcast and spread the word for me. Everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos, as Mike would say. <laughs> um, oh, there's a PS. P.S. I guess I have to come on and announce next year's Shoot Film Be Nice Award. It's the least I can do since I'm already in the hallowed halls of that award. I'm truly proud of this. Cheers from Mike Gutterman. Oh, you're so welcome, Mike. And yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Well, it was all it was all voted to, for by our listeners. So, you know, um, they clearly love you as well, which is fab. It was, um, I was chatting to Hamish last week, I think it was, and, you know, with these, the subject, I can't remember why the subject of the awards came up, but we were, to, you know, saying, oh, you know, it was nice that Mike won that. Uh, the thing, I don't think Hamish was surprised that um, the Hypersensitive Photographers podcast didn't win the uh, podcast of the year. <laughs> um, what he was, I'm going to say borderline horrified by, was the fact that M was a runner-up in the show film be nice of all. He's like, do they not know him? <laughs> 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 Which I thought was uh, quite delightful of his car. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to take this next one, Aid, from Christian Strauff? I certainly will. I certainly will. Okay, he stars our Christian. Dear Photon Bundles of Solar Origin. <laughs> Love that. First of all, it's fantastic to have Rachel back on the show. Oh, thanks, Christian. Hello. <laughs> absolutely it is absolutely uh, it says uh, the last show with perry confirmed two things that i already suspected were true number one <laughs> i never want to get tear gassed not even for a <laughs> yeah. good image yeah oh. i think yeah i think that was one of my takeaways from that chat as well um although there were some pretty good images uh and second uh, you don't need much more than a 35 mil lens for photographing a city 
as I wrote in an earlier email, that Nifty 50 never struck me as being particularly useful in a city. It simply isn't wide enough. A 35mm is. Take it and an 85mm and you'll be fine. Do you know what? There's there's a grain of truth in that, isn't there? Um, anyway, moving on. That said, um, I found Perry's point about carrying a digital camera to events where you don't want to risk losing a shot very interesting. Quite a while ago, I decided not to use different cameras when going out to shoot, but instead only either take my Canon F1 for 35mm or my Bronica SQA for 120 because I wanted to develop a routine using only these cameras and to get to know them really well. I realized that the F1 slowly but surely became an extension of my arm because it's quite a simple camera, only a light meter and three settings, ISO for adjusting the light meter, shutter speed and aperture. I had this very odd experience when I picked up my Sony A7 later, which I know inside and out, and found it far too fiddly to really concentrate on my subject. So I basically have the opposite experience that Perry describes. When I want to be sure to get the shot I want, I take my F1. Also, I do understand that a rangefinder camera is the preferred tool for street work, but in low light, I really love to shoot the Canon F1 because it's such a hefty camera that despite the mirror movement, it isn't prone to camera shake at all. Don't get me wrong, I love my rangefinders, but not as much as my Canon (laughs) F1. Thanks for the great show. Thanks to Perry for his insights and interesting stories. He was such a delight to listen to. He was, wasn't he? And Aid, if it weren't for the hassle to get to your photo walk from Germany, I'd definitely join in. <laughs> and then talk Graham into having another photo walk in Oxford the next day. <laughs> As always, keep up the good work. Cheers, Christian. Yay. Yeah, that's, yeah that's a good email. There's a load in there to unpick, isn't there? Um, it, it's interesting what, what he says, what Christian says about the, the nifty 50. Um, I... I sometimes find that yeah that that is a little bit too narrow for street work Mm. um you know in in it sorry city i should say not just a street but but in cities um especially tall cities um Mm. you know uh it it can be a a little bit confining um i I, the the points about the the types of camera are really interesting because i'm 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 simplifying a lot myself to get down to something that you know I, i want to be be able to use in di- and and it's a different camera for for different situations um uh, uh i i think the the weight of a good film camera is good as well i mean like you know uh, i'm surprised actually he, he says that it's such a hefty camera the f1 i i don't know how much the bronica sqa weighs <laughs> i'm guessing it's more it's i'm more, guessing yes. it's more and i know i can shoot my bronica down to i don't obviously not the sqa the the etrsi but i can shoot my bronica at 15th uh, and really not have to worry about any hand uh, any camera shake at all um uh, i don't think i could do that with a 35 mil camera of, of um, so so yeah inter- interesting stuff interesting stuff thank you christian yeah i'm i'm sort of umming and ahhing as to what uh, gear to take with me on uh, saturday and i am thinking that 35 mil might be because you lent me that 35 mil lens and um, i think that might be the thing to go with so yeah uh, I will test this out. And see yeah, that'd before. be a good one. What, what's it? Have, have you any particular type of photography in mind? Because I mean, that it's uh, that that's always a good, you know, a, a good insight, and in, it gives good insight as to what kit to take. Yeah, and Graham's no. just going to talk to people, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, I mean, but but honestly, <laughs> yes, that I'm mostly just going to be chatting and grabbing the occasional snap here and there. Um, <laughs> but from past experience, I I do think that. Um, 
having something a bit wider than 50 will be helpful. When I've gone with 54 now, it's great, but it is a bit limiting. And I've had more success when I've been shooting with um, a couple of point and shoots, which are 35 millimeter. Um, so I think I might go with that. Um, yeah, that's the plan. It might change anyway. We'll, we'll oh, see. Cool. Um, okay. We got one last email here. This is another one from Mike Gutterman. He was obviously <laughs> feeling spent a lot of time sat in front of the computer typing this week. Uh, it's just a quick one saying thanks for the episode with Paul Mackay and Andy Church. It gave us a real look into the real status of the film photography industry from a manufacturer and film seller's perspective. I really appreciate that as I think we are often left in the dark about the actual health of this industry. I found it very uplifting that it seems that film photography is quite healthy and isn't going away anytime soon. Hmm. Everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos. He's getting his catchphrase in a lot, isn't he? Cool <laughs> yeah. film photos. Cheers from Mike. Um, yeah, that's. It, it does seem to be the, the story at the moment is just positive. Everyone is almost at capacity and beyond in terms of keeping up with demand, aren't they? It's great. It is. It is. I think I can hear Bellamy in my other ear saying that there are still some areas of the industry that need to, to, to be brought back up to sustainability. Mm -hmm. But certainly film production, um, as we were hearing about from Andy, you know, um, uh, uh, well, actually, and Bellamy, when we spoke to him at Christmas, said this, didn't he? It, it, you know, the, the, the demand is now outstripping the supply. Yeah. Uh, which is which is a very different story to you. We wouldn't have had we wouldn't have had that conversation five six years ago, would we? No, no. definitely not. Definitely not. No, it's great. And um, you know, we've been chatting a bit about what we want to do at the photography show. And one of the things you were talking about, Aid, was you know a, a conversation about the trends and because there's going to be a great selection of people who are right at the heart of all that stuff. So um, mm. I think that'd be a great thing to do. Sure. Should we actually ask that as a question of a lesson? You can ed edit this out if, if you don't want it to be asked. <laughs> um, but I wondered if um, if it's worth us seeing if our listeners have any thoughts on what they'd like to hear on the live podcast from the photography show. Yeah, Sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You send in your ideas and we will ignore them at our will. Um, <laughs> I just actually just watched this in my brain because I know we've talked a lot about the photography show and we're going to mention it again briefly in a bit, um, which must be quite frustrating for people who just can't get here or not in the country and it's not possible. Please know that we will be doing our absolute utmost, as we have done in past years, to bring the photography show to everybody who can't be there through um we'll we will uh see <laughs> if we can figure out how we do it through, through, through the gift of podcasting <laughs> through the gift of podcasting yeah absolutely we will re record the live podcast he says hopefully assuming we don't screw that up and um we'll talk to people who are there and yeah, we will do the very best we can to bring this to everybody so even if you can't come you should get something from it hopefully um which actually, that may as well bring me on to the bit that's down underneath there. We have got, I know it's quite close to the photography show, but they've given us a discount code. So if you haven't got your ticket yet, in the unlikely event you haven't got your ticket yet, um, there is a discount code that you can use to get 20% off a standard advanced single day ticket. Um, so the discount code is uh, SUNNYTPS20. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, it says here that yeah, this will get 20% off advanced standard single day tickets only and cannot be used in conjunction with any other offer, including concession prices and multi-day tickets. Uh, applies to adult rate only. Offer expires on midnight on Wednesday the 11th of March. Um, if you've left it to the 11th of March, you really are, really are skinning the teeth. <laughs> that is a bit, yeah, that is a bit late to plan it there, isn't it? <laughs> 
Just with you reading that out then, I've realised how much you sound like a T's and C's gentleman. <laughs> Thanks. That's, that's a good one. I just wanted <laughs> to point used to sound mobile phones. <laughs> yeah, it, it did definitely did sound a little like that, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, the price Excellent. of tickets may go down as well as up, uh, but they won't. Just exactly like that. Well, they uh, will just if you use the code. That's on. kind of the whole point, isn't oh, it? Yeah, if you use the code, down. the price they of the ticket will go down. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, dear. Um, oh, lovely. And and um, just for, uh, as a little reminder, the photography show um, is taking place at the NEC the 14th till the 17th of March. That's the Saturday, Sunday, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. We will be there. I, I will probably be there um, across all four days. Um, that's, that's the plan so far. Um, the main day that we will be doing our Sunny 16 um, sort of, uh, gatherings and I know that Graham and Aid will be there definitely um, as well. Uh, again, it's going to be the Saturday and in the evening um, between five and seven, we will be uh, on the behind the lens stage uh, do, doing the live podcast. Yeah, yeah, really looking forward to that. I should definitely be there Saturday. I should most likely be there for Sunday as well, or at least part yes. of Sunday. So that sounds great. It's going to be an wait. adventure. Yeah, exactly. Come, come, even if it's just to see how much of a car crash a live podcast could possibly be because honestly <laughs> it could be a spectacularly big one and you don't want to miss that you don't yeah. want to see us absolutely fall apart live on air live be great. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> um, um oh yes and if you do have any thoughts on um things you'd like us to discuss or just sort of general ideas that you might have um write to us uh sunny 16 podcast at gmail.com if you email it in uh, then we'll at least be able to sort of collate a little list of ideas. Yeah, and fire them into the sun. Um, <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, slightly more pressing for Aid and I is the fact that we have got the dueling photo walks happening this weekend, um, which I'm really is that looking this forward weekend? to. Yeah, Ooh. it is this weekend. It's this Saturday, um, February the 8th. Uh, one in Oxford, sunny, apparently more likely to be quite windy, Oxford. And another in Worthing. I want to say uh, yes, yes. That yes. was a good Ron Burgundy moment there. Yeah, <laughs> actually, it is in Worthing. Yes, um, uh, and uh, yeah, we yes, seven a.m. meet up. The weather looks actually the weather forecast is improving as the week goes on. Uh, a few days ago, it looked like it might be a bit damp, but now it looks like it's going to be dry. Um, I don't know. At the moment, it's still saying cloudy, which is not great for sunrise shots. <laughs> <laughs> so so we so uh but but we're sticking to the plan 7 a.m meet actually we've got a couple of people who said they'll come along at 10 a.m for the second meetup time but but 7 a.m definitely sounds i mean sounds horrifying but i think you guys do you um 11 o'clock it sounds far far better that, that, uh, also, so, so what you're saying is your first meeting time is actually after our second meeting time <laughs> absolutely you know me in mornings it was never going to be early um and the place we're meeting up uh, the martyrs memorial in oxford because i am one of the biggest martyrs i've you'll ever meet um is uh, very near to five guys so you know <laughs> get a burger hang out and <laughs> wait there to meet up um so at yeah, half past ten in the morning. <laughs> do they sell anything at Five Guys that you actually eat? Um, they do, no. but the burger wasn't very good. But do they they? Uh, they have a peanut butter milkshake, which I can highly Ooh. recommend. So well, uh, they, they do like make a... good milkshakes. I don't think peanut butter is a substance that should be put into milkshakes. Oh but... my gosh, it's amazing, Aid. If you've not had a peanut butter milkshake, oh my god! Right, <laughs> I don't NEC, like, I don't like peanut, peanut butter. butter. I like peanuts, oh, okay. but I don't like peanut butter. Well, okay. 
some people can't be helped um but yeah it should be great fun uh if it does rain you know we we have contingency plans there are indoor spaces there's the natural history museum there's a covered market there's the ashmolean museum so we'll find somewhere to go and as much as anything it's about connecting with other people and just having a chat and having a good time so whatever the weather we'll be there but do come prepared for the fact that it might be a bit chilly and a bit windy um i was chatting to nasa earlier and he said might not be a large format tripody sort of a day so bear that in mind Um, (laughs) unless you bring an extra sandbag perhaps yes exactly (laughs) um but yeah it should be good fun and you know we'll we'll get whatever we come you know bring fast film or a digital camera or bring whatever you like it'll be great fun so um look forward to seeing you all there um well, not all of you, as I mentioned before. Please don't all come. I, that would be terrifying. <laughs> um, uh, photowalk.me, the details are there. And if you are coming, uh, and just hit me up on Twitter. I will keep an eye on my um, t- messages on Twitter if you need to get hold of me. If you're running late, anything like that, just drop me a line there, and I will make sure I see it, probably. Trust me, what could possibly go wrong? Oh, I love that you have dueling photo walks on the same day. <laughs> this is just hilarious. Like there's nothing for months and months and months, and then it's like, yep, both on the same day. <laughs> Pure, purely coincidental. Yeah, and also um, in London, um, uh, Robert from London Camera Project is also doing a photo walk in London. So it's like National Photo Walk Day, all happening oh, on really? this one day yeah. randomly. Yeah, uh, on the eighth. Yeah. Yes. On the 8th, yeah, exactly. Uh, do you know what time uh, Roberts is in London? Where it's going to be or any details? Photowalk.me? Let me have a quick look and see if it is on photowalk.me. I, I was just going to do that myself, actually. He's uh, not in Toronto. There's one in Toronto on the 22nd. Uh, but no, Roberts is not on... Um, uh, um, no, it's not. No, but but if, we, said, if you go on to uh, Instagram and the uh, look for London Camera Project, you'll find Robert's Instagram there. I'm sure the details will be there. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, on the 22nd of February, seeing as I'm looking at it now, um, Alex Laux from the Classic Camera Revival Show, he's hosting a po- uh, photo walk in Toronto. So if you're closer to Toronto than you are to Oxford or indeed Worthing, then go to that one because I'm sure that'd be great as well. Um, I can't make that one. <laughs> unsurprisingly it's a bit of a long way for me but that's a shame it'd be fun to go to toronto um mm. anyway that almost anyway. does it for this week doesn't it Rach? and aid i keep forgetting aid yeah. as well <laughs> i am me. here too <laughs> it means that we get we get to um skedaddle i think we get to go now oh yeah so end of the show yeah. end of the show but nearly the end of the show Rach. Mm. nearly this so is how, most... how does a backing paper show end? Does this mean I don't actually have to close <laughs> in, the show? In a That's ball of great. fire, usually. <laughs> oh, excellent. I look forward to that then, seeing as you guys always take the piss out of me for trying to end the show. How does backing paper end? Not with a bang, but with a whimper. Not well. And, and that whimper <laughs> is from Rachel. As we do the coffee donations. Everyone's oh favourite part of the show. And boy, just, is this going to be a Just so everybody knows, I did double check with Graham as to whether there was any animal death references this week and uh he he chuckled in the way that graham chuckles when it means he doesn't want to actually tell me the truth so i'm gonna guess it might be 80 percent of that it's, not, um, it's definitely not it's definitely not. I, I guess we'll wait and see now so listen, there we go i might just put my exciting. microphone on mute because obviously obviously um last month it was January. It's all about people's New Year's resolutions and what they're planning to do for the year and very forward looking. Um, but January's done Hashtag now. Hashtag Vision <laughs> yeah. 2020. Hashtag Name That Cow. Exactly, Rach. Um, <laughs> whereas now we're into February. Rach, when you think of February, mm. what do you think about? What's February most well known for? Daffodils. 
Mm, okay, daffodils are out there. What, what else? What's, what's really no? What what's the main event in February that happens? Uh, Pancake day. Oh yes. Or is that, or is that March? Yeah. That's no, that, that is February. Come yeah, on. Shrove Tuesday, isn't it? Okay, not pancake day. Come it's on. It's lemon and lemon, jiffy, jiffy lemons and <laughs> sugar. Are, are, are you are you going to uh, ask us to try and celebrate or mention Valentine's it's Day? It's Valentine's Day. Oh, is exactly, it? oh, yeah. it's Valentine's it Day in a couple uh, of short weeks. So February, very much the month of love. Care? So, Rach, we're very pleased to know that what uh, our researchers have done is that they found out the loveliest facts about the loveliest features. <laughs> of our coffee donors this week. Oh, Race great. yourselves, everyone's <laughs> Okay. Um so uh I, I you know, Rach, you're used to it. well, one it Rach and Aid, you can alternate between telling me who we've got <laughs> donations from. Can you week. see the list of names, Aid? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what happens every week is um I read a name and Graham insults them. Uh, and then at the very end, oh and then at the God. very end, uh, we thank them for donating money to us anyway. So, you know, uh, there we go. So that's so, so just, it sounds like just, a delightful tradition. Uh, right. Absolutely. <laughs> See what okay. happens when you're not here, Aid. Oh, Look, my God. OK, this right. is going to just be nothing but loveliness heaped upon these people. OK. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. OK. Valentine's. Fine. Yes. I forgot about that. Okay. Um, off we go. Uh, Keith Durkin. Keith's radiant smile shines brighter than an interrogator's lamp and his laugh is so infectious that a five-mile quarantine perimeter has been thrown up around him. See, isn't that lovely, Rach? This is what the theme is. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a camera lamp. A camera turned into a lamp. That would have that was, oh, uh, yeah. something from last week that was mentioned. Oh, did Graham not send you the link to that aid? It's just on uh, the show notes, Rach. Okay. Oh, yes. He oh, that, no, it. I didn't send them that, that camera lamp. That the monstrosity from yeah. last week. Uh, I, I, yeah, no. Don't worry. It's something you don't need to see. Anyway. Okay. Well, that, was, that first one was fairly harmless, so I'll These have a go lovely. and say thank, thank you to Christian Strauch. Christian has ears like perfect shells washed up on a beach after a tsunami mm. and fingers like sausages made from the most elegant of pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike Gutterman. Mike has a deep, sexy drawl like a knackered lawnmower that's been thrown down a well, <laughs> and a chest broad enough to get his name tattooed across it. Well, his first name anyway, in a small font. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, here's a challenging one for you then. Juliet Schwab. Juliet has delightful, tinkly laughter, like the breaking bones of a fairy falling down a steep flight of stairs, and hair like flaxen silk squeezed fresh from a silkworm's butt. <laughs> Duncan Gammon. Uh, Duncan has legs so shapely he's been asked to model by IKEA for their 2020 table range, and a nose so sweet it gives his hankies diabetes. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Everybody knows that all the IKEA catalogue is computer generated. <laughs> you don't know Duncan's legs aren't computer generated. <laughs> Jaya Bat. Jaya Bat has buttocks so firm that people could and do park their bicycle between them and eyebrows shapely as two ceremonial fighting caterpillars. <laughs> uh, Sam Christopher Cornwell. Sam has a neck so nice, even vampires are loath to ruin its perfection, and his feet are so perfect that children run up to him in the street and ask them to kick him in the face. No, ask him to kick them in the face. That's it, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Go on, Aid. Let's and, finish and, and this And last off. but definitely not least, Hilary Clark. 
Hillary has eyes like moonlit pools, the type that unwary fawns fall into in the night. <laughs> and, and the singing voice so sweet it charms the birds from the trees, or at least stuns them so they fall out. So only one with animal death. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, there we go. So um, as tradition uh, dictates... Um, many thanks to all of our victims of uh, coffee donations um, for putting up with Graham's elves, I guess is the best way of putting it. Um, yeah, thank you so much for all you do to help keep this show on the road. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to a month full of compliments of our donors. It's going to be really exciting. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen if all these people turn up to the live show. Oh, I'm going to get beaten senseless. I think is what's going to happen. <laughs> Bring your own coffee donation ideas for Graham. Yes. <laughs> Bring your own go. coffee cup and hit Graham with it. <laughs> <laughs> Descriptions. Yes. But yes, thank um, you so much, go. everyone. <laughs> and uh, for giving us an excuse for doing this. Well, me an excuse, I guess. I mean, our elves an excuse. Actually, in terms of wrapping up a show, it's not what we'd normally do, is it? Because I was like, I'm now in the backing paper sort of vibe, and I realised that it's not backing paper; it's the normal show. So I guess it's over to Aid to wrap up. Is that right? Ah, you know what, Rage? I think you should still take. I mean, apart from changing the music, does Graham (coughs) ever end a show? Graham should probably end a show. (laughs) I can't be trusted. Um, I mean, I think we'll use your wonderful music, Rage, because it is a Sony sixteen. But other than that, I think you can take us out of here, textbook backing paper style. Um, okay, so uh, sh- should I talk about the music as well then? It's weird when it's my own. No, yeah, absolutely, because your music's fabulous. <laughs> um, okay, so playing us out this week then will be my band, Rocha, um, with a song from Promises I Should Have Kept. You can find our album on all sorts of music-based um, channels, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, etc. I know that Aid always has a little stumble over it and we're not quite sure, but basically anywhere you can find music, uh, you should be able to find us. <laughs> There you go. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks very much for listening, everybody. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely week. <laughs> <laughs>